Welcome to this episode of the Jump Around with Blake Dudanis, my podcast on women's basketball. Now, as I record this, it's March 27th, it's the middle of the week, we're waiting around for Sweet 16, and I thought, who better to talk to in a championship season than a national champion? Division three national champions, Thomas Moore University and head coach Jeff Hands is going to join me today. Jeff has just won his second national championship at Thomas Moore. They finished off a perfect season, 33-0, and that's just the edge. That's just breaching the surface of, of what they did. They were an independent team this year as they're transitioning from D3 to NAIA next year. So their schedule, just go online and look at it. It was crazy. There were times they, they played five games in seven days on the road, traveled everywhere from California to Florida, everywhere in between. So I really want to talk to them about uh, what the heck was going on there uh, with some of that scheduling and how they were able to win all, every single game. Um, again, two national championships. He's lost 11 games in eight years. So he's pretty good. And I want to talk to him about uh, the culture around their program, why they're successful, uh, and how it was this year going down and eventually winning that national championship. So we'll get Jeff on the phone and we'll be right back. This is the jump around. Jump around and joining me as promised, it is national championship head coach, the winner of the D3 national championship this year from Thomas Moore, Jeff Hands. Coach, thanks so much for joining us and congratulations on uh, yet another national championship. Thank you, Blake. I appreciate it. It's good to be here with you. Yeah, well, before we get into the specifics of this season and this run, uh, I want to go back to your, your entire tenure at, at Thomas Moore has been pretty spectacular. Uh, 207 wins, 11 losses. You had one conference loss while you guys still were in a conference. Uh, I think we all, as as coaches, want to step in and, and envision that we'll have success, but there's no way you could have stepped in and thought you'd have this level of success. Could there have been? Um, no. I mean, you, you always set it as goals and set, set the vision for where you want the program to be, You know, especially when you're taking your first collegiate head coaching job. You know, I spent four years as a high school head coach. Um, before going back to NKU to be an assistant when they're Division Two still, and then uh, you know able to get this job here at Thomas More and, and been very fortunate, and, you know, try to set the that vision of you know yeah this why not us win the national championship at some point in time, and um, just never thought it would be this successful. I guess is probably the best way to say it. Um, you know, and it's a lot of credit to the area. I mean, we we recruit locally and, and, and want good players to stay home and, and have a chance to compete at the highest level. Yeah, so for people who aren't aware, people who don't know, uh, tell tell them a little bit about the school that uh, attracted you to it, that made you think that, hey, yeah, this is where I want to take my first head coaching job, and, and what has enabled you guys to have so much success? Yeah, Thomas, I mean, we're located, uh, Thomas was located in Northern Kentucky. We're about 10 minutes from downtown Cincinnati, Ohio, so, you know, everybody knows how good Ohio basketball is. We're close enough uh, to get Ohio uh, players down here. Um, but also Kentucky is a great state as well. And so we try to control the 275 loop with that part of it around Cincinnati. And, um, you know, it's perfect because we're two hours from Columbus. We're an hour and a half from Lexington, hour and 45 minutes from Indianapolis. Uh, so 
you know, you knew, I knew going into it, because I grew up from about an hour and a half from here as well, up in uh, a small town, Eaton, Ohio, and uh, just north of Oxford, where Miami University is. So I knew a lot about it, and being around this area, working in, in this area with North Kentucky University being 10 minutes away, um, when a job came open, you know, got talking to Kerry Connery, athletic director, more about it, and, and knew some people over here, and just love the atmosphere. Uh, it's a small, private liberal arts college, Catholic uh, university, or university now. Uh, we just switched over. So, um, you know, I gotta, I gotta say that correctly. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, the family atmosphere is big, and that's one thing that we've tried to piggyback on a little bit uh, from our recruiting standpoint and just how we approach things with the team. Uh, you know, we're gonna push them just like everybody else does. Well, the, you guys have obviously been playing at a high level for a long time, but I gotta, I gotta take, uh, not issue with you, coach. But I mean, you lost one game in in conference play your first season, and you haven't since then. You could be, you could have a perfect conference record, but you messed it up the year one. What happened, man? Uh, there's a lot of things went wrong in year <laughs> one. I mean, that's five of the eleven losses are year one. So you know, it's, you think back to all those. Um, we were against good team on the road in conference play. Yeah. And, um, you know, we dug ourselves a deep hole early on, and I don't remember exactly. That's a long time ago. But uh, uh, but I still kind of remember it because yeah. you remember those. Just couldn't, didn't have enough time to come back. I think we hit a three at the buzzer, maybe to cut it to three or something like that. <laughs> you know, so if we had a little bit more time, we uh, might have had, had a chance to, to go undefeated in, in the PAC for the, my tenure here. And But, uh, you know, I think that helped us at the end of the day because – you know, that was our last loss until the end of the way tournament. And uh, that was like middle of January. So we were able to right the ship and, and make a run, get to the end of the way tournament, get to the second round that year. A tortured soul when, when you can remember all 11 losses. I, I have a hard time finding sympathy for you in that regard, Coach. I know, I'm sorry. That's, that's a good problem to have. <laughs> yeah, that's people always ask the record. And, and, and I'm not, like I said, I don't have any idea. I just, I know the losses. I yeah. mean, I think that's probably a lot of coaches will say the same thing. I remember remember the losses more than the wins, and mm-hmm. but uh, you know, it's because those are the ones you, you feel back. You didn't. I didn't give our team a, a chance to, to succeed, yeah. and that, and that's what you want to do. You want to be able to put them in position to be successful, and you know, I, I let them down and didn't didn't allow that to happen. And uh, so I remember those a little bit more. Yeah, fair enough. Well, I want to talk about this season. Uh, you guys are independent uh, as you transition to NAIA for next season. Uh, so independent means you don't have a conference, which means you got to be pretty creative with your scheduling. And you guys had an absurd schedule. I mean, you were in California, went to Michigan, went to Florida, went to Texas. You guys played so many games in so many days. I know you said at one point from like mid-November to mid-January, you practiced like five, six times because of your schedule. Uh Take me into the season. And not only did you guys do that, you went undefeated. So how in the world, what in the world, <laughs> just take me inside what that was like. Uh, it was probably one of the hardest things they ever put together. Um, it really did not get, the schedule did not get finished until probably Labor Day of, of, this, of 2018 <laughs> and trying to find games. So, I mean, you know how it is. You've been around the basketball and college athletics. You want to be set. You want to have all the contracts yeah. in and, and all that stuff done by time school starts. I mean, contracts for sure, and season, you know, schedule done probably by the springtime. But uh, it was Labor Day. And then, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, we had a, a situation where one of our opponents canceled her schedule, canceled her season for various reasons, um, 
game um, in February. Our only home game in February was canceled, so I had to find somebody to replace them, and, and we were fortunate enough to get Wilberforce to come down here and play us so I could have a senior day for our four, four seniors. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was crazy. Um, so going into it, knowing we didn't have an automatic bid, knowing we needed to have a good strength of schedule, the Division Three is wins and losses, SOS are two very important things to make the NCAA tournament. And uh, so we had to go play people and we were just, we were at their mercy um, because people would not come here to play us. Um, You know, especially one year because we're on NAI. So it's not like we can start a home and home series with a bunch of people. So doing that, it just, we want to go play people. And we've never backed down from challenges of playing teams. And, uh, you know, it's, we had an NBA schedule. Yeah. Yeah. say the least. I mean, we had five games in eight days. Um, right, and the problem was it was right before exams, so my my players were about to kill me because uh, we were we were in Chicago, came home, went to a, a game in at Marietta, and then flew out to the West Coast, out to Washington, and played two games out there. Then they got back on that Sunday, took exams, and then right back up to Michigan. So it, um, you know, some some Division One probably don't even do that much travel. Absolutely not. And. and in that sort of time and, and that time of year. But um, to our credit and our players' credit, you know, I've, they they love the competition. They thrived when things got tough. Um, this stuff that we talked about a little bit of how tough it was going to be because you don't have that automatic bid. And, you know, when you have National Player of the Year, it really helps um, because, you know, you can put the ball in their hands and, let things, and things are going to get done. And you have a, a good team around her that's going to make plays and make shots. And, and uh, you know, so we were able to survive. Uh, if you talk to me on October 1st, if we did this podcast October 1st, and you say, hey, what's your outlook for the season? Out of, my 20, out of our 25 games, I would have told you probably maybe 21 and 4, 20 and 5 hmm. would be realistic. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for us to get to January 7th, coming off of, and, and actually, January seventh, when we played down at Mary Hardin Baylor, that was our set game in eleven days, um, as well. And so we, you know, we had two stretches, but we had a bunch of games. And when we're sitting there twenty-two and zero, I'm like, it's unbelievable. <laughs> and uh, just really had a, a, a thought that this team can can do something special. I mean, we've already done something special because nobody else would do it. Yeah. Um, nobody yeah. else would want to do what we had to do, and uh, we we survived it because I was exhausted. I don't know how they were. Um, I was ready to get home from Dallas on, on January 8th when we got back. I was ready to take a few days and just unwind. And the good thing was we were still on, on winter break. So yeah. I gave them time off. They were able to go home, see their families. Um, be with, and a lot of them are local. Most of them are within 45 minutes of campus. So, you know, that's not too big of an issue. But they just get away from each other. Yeah. And yeah. Um, because we spent so much time together. And, and you know how it is with – with teams, you spend so much time together, anyways. Yep. That uh, yep. That short amount of time, it's you know, well, things can happen. But this team, it helped us also again because they came, they became closer. I mean, with how we travel and make them stay with different people in different rooms, mm. um, you know, it, it worked out. And we did some different things. I mean, we stayed in houses. I did. I went through a couple of our trips. We went through VRBO and Airbnb to get a house and cool. stay in a house. Very cool. Um, yeah, it, it was it was neat. I mean, we had a historic mansion up in Chicago. That was uh, <laughs> it was neat. It was neat to stay in. That's really cool. I, I like it. You, you, hey, you got to keep it fresh, like you said. With that much time and that much travel, things can get pretty dicey pretty quick. So, um, good. Yeah, good I, like 
I, I learned a lot. I mean, I learned, I mean, charade and there's some of the games, and, you know, but, uh, uh, we were, they were doing card tricks. Um, I mean, it, you know, it, it was fun. It, it, it was interesting just to, to have them there and have them going back to their own hotel rooms, you know, and hanging out with, with certain people. It's, we're all together. We're cooking team meals. You know, yeah. there's some of them, there's some of our players that they need to get in the kitchen and figure out how to cook before they graduate. <laughs> um, <laughs> because there's some of them that did not want to, anything to do with helping cook, but then there's a bunch, there's a few of them, quite a few of them that, yeah. uh, uh, were very willing to come help help that out, so it was good. Well, as someone who has won a national championship before this season, th- does this one kind of rank up a little bit? Uh, maybe not higher, but this one's got to hold a little bit of a special place, right? Just because of how unique the season was. Yeah, um, yeah, it, it does. It really does. It just because it was. You don't have. We couldn't make any mistakes. Or very few mistakes. I mean, you know, you didn't have those two or three days, three days in a conference tournament to, to get you into the into the way. And yeah. so, and then we're also off for seven weeks. I mean, you talk about schedule, and then you play all those games, and now you're off for seven weeks. So, how, you know, working on trying to keep a competitive edge to you and making sure that you're ready to go for the into the way tournament. Um, it was difficult. It was really hard. Yeah. And so, and that's why we we struggled some games early on in the into the way tournament just to to find ourselves again because. You get on such a rhythm and such a roll, um, you know, it, it carries you through that time. But then it came to a screeching halt. And everybody else is playing on Wednesdays and Saturdays or Thursdays and Saturdays. And we get a practice, you know. So, um, it, but this team, because of the makeup and everything that they had to do and all the things that they were put through of the travel, uh, it, it is it is very special. It is one that... Uh, we can write a book on. I mean, a lot of a lot of teams, a lot of programs can write books on their seasons and mm-hmm. have different chapters. But this one can have a have a whole book within it because of just everything that that they had to endure. Would you rank this amongst the top things that you guys have faced adversity wise? Because if you look at just your record, you go, "Oh, this team has been coasting since he got there. They are just you know plug and play." And it's easy to think you guys, you know, you guys don't face any adversity because you haven't really lost much at all. Uh, is this kind of rank up there amongst the the most adversity you guys have gone through? My time, yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've had some other things happen with injuries and uh, other situations, but but yeah, this within a season like this, definitely, yeah. most definitely. And, uh, and I think it says a lot about us and uh, and our our players of how they handled it. Because uh, they could have went one of two ways, and you know they they like I said earlier they thrived on the competition that they, they wanted it, and every time it got harder and harder they just they kept coming, and um, you know I'm proud of them for it because I put them I put them through it, you know we put them through the ringer with with a lot of it, um, and uh, we were able to come out on top, which was which is the greatest way to end it. Yeah, with uh, you mentioned kind of struggling to get your rhythm again in the NCAA tournament. Was there a time in the tournament that you felt like, okay, yep, we're good, we're back, it's it's us again? Was there a time you guys just kind of clicked? You know, um, like it, the second round, we're we're able to host. Um, you know, host, there's host sites for the first four week four games, two weekends, and we do Friday, Saturday. First and second round, then they do sectionals, the, which is our Sweet 16 Elite Eight. When I want to say that, call it that, but um, the, those rounds, 
the next Friday, Saturday, and then the, the final four is the or the championship weekends the next Friday, Saturday. So the second weekend we had to play number five, trying at our place, and and they were the very. I mean, they're number five for a reason. Uh, two losses on the year, and we were down eleven with about six and a half minutes left to go in, in the third quarter, mm. and by the end of the third we had flipped it and we were up like I think maybe five or six something like that five um at that time I, I knew we were back yeah you know I knew it was again we were in a tough spot just like we've been through throughout a couple times in a regular season and the the competitive juices were flowing again and, and we were ready to make that turn and, and and keep this thing rolling and then you know the next game we had the same thing when we were down one in the third quarter and um just look in their eyes at that quarter break. They just, they, there was no sign of, of fear. There was nothing. They were just, let's go. It's, it's time to, it's time to kick it in again. And, and that's what we were able to do. Hmm. Well, and then you get to the, uh, I'll say final four because I can. Um, so you get to the final four. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you take on Scranton, which is a, a storied program. Uh, you're able to get on, you're able to take them down. And then you play the very next day for the national championships against Bowden and, and, you know, Bowden obviously had an incredible season too, and you guys are able to to, mm-hmm. to pull away and win that one pretty big. Um, what 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 went so well in that championship game? Um, so I'm switching up some defenses. Okay, really, and and our our guys um, really stepped up offensively. You know, they they're good. Bowden's very good. Uh, Scranton was real tough physical the night before, so we were a little beat up from that one. Um, just the way that their style, but Bowden is fast, uh, and again, Coach Hollows up there does a very good job with them, and I have a lot of respect for all of them. Uh, but I was able to hang out with her a little bit last summer, and and um, got to know her and talk about her program. But uh, you know, we knew they would take Madison Temple out of out of running the point for us with their pressure, and and they did. And and I had a Kayla Sainer Jr. and and Brianna McNutt, a sophomore, really step up and handle the basketball and get us into offense, and and. Um, but our turning point was middle second quarter. We started switching things up and playing some zone, which we don't do very often. Um, and we did it against Trine as well to, to really get us going again there. And so we did the same thing against Bowden, uh, a little pressure, half court pressure or full court pressure. And just from then on, we were able to keep them off balance from an offensive, their offensive standpoint. And we were able to get out in transition and get some easy baskets, um, which helped us get the lead, and then put, we got—I think we got up to 19 in the fourth quarter, uh, and ended up winning by 14. So, you know, it was a, a great weekend. You know, in Salem, Virginia, hosted down at Roanoke College, and, and it was a great site for us to be at, and, and, and a great place uh, for our, our players to have an experience at the, at the championship weekend. For for you, the the game ends, and your players run on the court and start celebrating. What's what are your feelings? Is it is it Elation? Is it relief? Like how? How for you specifically? How do you take that? Are you just like a deep breath? Like oh, finally we, we finished it. Uh, all of it. <laughs> all of what you said yeah. and more. I mean, just just pride. Um, so happy for the seniors. You know, they they started with the championship their first year in 2016, and Madison was a, a major part of that as well. And and Michaela Ware, point guard, was a, a reserve guard, but our other two didn't play very for 
young ladies on and off the court. But uh, yeah, just just so excited for the community, you know, because we we had we have a great following. I mean, I don't know how many games we sold out here in the NCAA tournament because again, we weren't home very often during the regular season. Yeah. So. Uh, people saw us play four games in the NCAA tournament. They only saw us play seven the whole regular season. <laughs> and so, you know, it, we had great crowds. We had a great crowd come down to, to Salem uh, to support us, um, you know, that drive six and a half hours. So to ha- that final horn goes off and you see them run the floor and dog pile. It's just, it's a relief. It's it's pride. It's excitement. And and just a whole, whole bunch of stuff that, that I mean, Every coach wants to feel, yeah. and you know we're just we were fortunate enough to to be in that position. Position. I want to know for you, and and again, you you have all the success. You, you win another national championship. It's very easy uh, to get settled in and just kind of get complacent. How have you continued to grow? How have you continued to you know be willing to tinker? Uh, as a head coach, you know, what ways have you most grown over your tenure? Because again, it'd be very easy for you just to, you know, hey, we're just going to do the same thing every time. But I, I imagine that that can't happen, right? Well, no, it can't happen. I mean, we we ran some of the same stuff this year offensively, but we put in pretty much a whole new. So we ran a couple different motions, and um, some wing ball screens have been our, our mainstay. But we put in a whole new other type of motion that that we're able to use this year. So I, I think for me. It's making sure that we can put our, our our guys in the best position to be successful. And, and it's not about, uh, I tell our players, it's not about me. It's not about them as an individual. It's about bigger than that. It's about the team. It's about the program. It's about the alumni. It's about the community. It's, it's about all of us working together. And so, you know, for me, I, I have to keep looking at things and, and trying to grow from a professional standpoint um, to make sure that, that I, I'm in the, that spot to where I can make sure they are ready to go. They're um, they're in the position to be successful. And the probably the one thing that I try to do the most over my time here is make sure that I'm creating the relationships with them as in, individuals and as young ladies, so that they are proud of, of to be an alum of Thomas More Women's mm-hmm. Basketball when they graduate, mm-hmm. and they know that if there's something that they need. They can always call me. They can text me. They can, they, they want to come back mm. and they want to come back here and see the current team play or, you know, and, and be around those guys. And I think we've been able to create that type of culture and, uh, and it's led us to where we're at. So now that you have one, now the season's over, what, what is, what is the last week and a half or or whatever the championship was on the 16th what what's what's your life been like did you take did you take some time off did you go play golf did you, what what is what is uh what is Jeff's life right now what's it like <laughs> well it's finally getting sunny and warm here in northern Kentucky so okay. uh, golf is in the near future for sure good um good. no didn't have much time you know trying to get back and trying to make sure that we can get out and do a bunch of stuff uh to celebrate celebrate this championship because again they're so special you just never know when it's going to happen yeah and um it was so hard but uh you know told our we're on spring break championship week I'm like so us coming back <laughs> making sure our our guys were back in class um because i know i know they they didn't want to but they, they knew they had to uh so just worry about that and, and the recruiting because you know we've got another challenge coming up in 
in the fall of moving NAI and making sure that we're ready uh, for that transition and, and we're able to be in, in a good position because of the conference we're going into. So, and it's been wet and rainy, so I had yeah, you might as well be in the office. You might as well be doing some stuff, yeah. uh, some work to make sure, make sure we're in good good, good shape here. But uh, yeah, since that weather breaks, you know, it's time to get out and get on the boat, go uh, <laughs> go golfing, you know, and yeah. then also try to spend some time with the family. I was able to watch my daughter play football last weekend, which was really big because awesome. uh, it's the first time I had a chance to watch her play here this spring. So yeah. uh, still in the gym. Yep. Yep. Just a different ball. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I did Just want. A different one. I did want to ask about the the transition to NAI. What is mm-hmm. um, for you? What do you think the biggest challenge is, is going to be? And, and what are the what are some of the pros uh, of, of making that switch? Um, pro, I'll go pros first okay. with you, Blake. It, pros first is is we're in the conference. Uh, we're in the Mid South Conference. Uh, we're postseason eligible because up until nineteen ninety. Thomas Moore was NAI, and then we went Division Three in 1990. Okay. So we're going to be postseason eligible, so we don't have any, any probation oh, period transition nice. period where we can't compete. Uh, so that's very important. I mean, you know how how they want to, they want to play the yeah. the chance they want to play for championships, conference championships, and all that stuff. So we're able to do that. Um, second, with conference in the Mid South, everybody's local. You know, we're about two. We're Shawnee State. George, Shawnee State's about two and a half hours tops. Georgetown's an hour and fifteen minutes. Campbellsville, great program down mm-hmm. there. They're they're three hours away. Lindsey Wilson's three hours. Cumberland's. I mean, those are all the ones in Kentucky. It's a good and then go down to Life, Georgia. So we'll be able to create those rivalries again. And uh, and we played Pikeville. And we played Lindsey Wilson this year. And the amount of people they brought to our game mm-hmm. here at Thomas Moore was something we haven't had in in the past. Uh, with, with opponents, so for a regular season game, so mm-hmm. looking for that part of it to again create the atmosphere, so the the experience is, is good for our student athletes. Uh, the cons, well, we're going from a non scholarship to probably one of the best conferences in the country. <laughs> yeah, that you conference know, is so. brutal. That conference is so good. Like for people who aren't aware, like that, those schools that you just rattled off, those are good schools that can beat Division One schools. So do not be mistaken. Yeah, and and we played them in the past, um, and we played, like I said, we played Pikeville and Lindsey Wilson this year, and we're successful against them. Um, but it's here; it's not down there. You know, it's not the daily grind of every time, every day in January, February. But but again, it's the competition is something we're looking forward to being able to compete on, on, on the highest level because it is players and it is a coach. You, you want that challenge. And so we're, we're looking forward to it, but it's definitely an obstacle um, because again, they're most of them are fully funded and, and we're working our way through that process as we, as we go into it and, and uh, we'll see, but we have some other advantages that they may not have as well, yeah. you know, with location and, and things like that. Uh, Another con is just trying to trying to figure out the landscape of, of NAI in a lot of ways. You know, we've we've been Division Three for so long, and we know how things go there. But just trying to, to find our way, you know, it's going to take some time. But uh, but I think we're in a position where we can go in and and uh, compete right away and, and have a chance. And, and that's all you can ask for, just having a chance. Yeah. Uh, last thing, I'll get you out of here on this one, um, just to kind of put a bow on it for. Uh, again, for people who aren't familiar with your program, don't know you as well, if you had to kind of sum up 
what you've built at Thomas More. If you had to sum up, uh, you know, a word or two that, you know, kind of describes your program, uh, how would you how would you describe it to people? What would you say? Hey, this is what we are about. We're about family, um, and, and when you trust each other and you have those relationships and those styles of leadership uh, just keep moving up through the ranks um, in your program you have you have a very good chance to be successful at a high level and we we've been able to do that I mean we've been very fortunate with recruiting uh, in this area uh, to attract some great players I mean that, that have been able to they've turned down scholarship offers because they did want to go and, and not play possibly or, or be in a situation where they were on the, not necessarily a losing team, but they weren't competing at the highest level, you know, for champion, for national championships. And we've been able to attract those guys to stay here and, um, and compete and, and the rewards are there now and they're seeing that. So, um, but it's all because of how we've how all the culture has been built. And there's a lot of talk going on about that and, and a lot of, areas in, in our society and and that's very important for us and it's very important for everybody um but uh you know that's i would, I would say it's the family family style family atmosphere yeah well it certainly worked uh again another national championship for thomas moore uh perfect season 33 and 0 Jeff Hans has lost 11 games in his entire career. He remembers every single one of them. But, uh, Coach, uh, I really appreciate you, your time for sharing about your program. And, again, congratulations on a perfect season. Blake, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. I really appreciate you having us on. And, and uh, you know, like listen to your, your show here and uh, the publicity you give women's basketball. Well, thanks so much to Jeff Hans for the kind words. And, again, congratulations to him and Thomas Moore, 33-0. Division Three National Champions. Uh, pretty remarkable and a pretty cool story, too. I, I really do appreciate him sharing it with us. Thank you for listening to The Jump Around, whether you listen on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, wherever. I really appreciate it. If you listen on iTunes and can leave a rating and review, that is appreciated as well. You can find me on Twitter, at Blake Dudonis. And until next time, this is The Jump Around. <laughs>